What's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kiker with the last word. Kiker, how's it going? Going all right. Yeah? Well, it's wintertime in Kansas. I don't mind that. Even though it's October, I'm not a fan. Well, you know how I feel about it. Yeah. Not a fan. We don't need to get into that. We don't need to get into that. Not a fan. You're a wuss, it's fine. I mean, cold weather wuss. Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yep. All right, moving on. Game tonight. Major League Baseball oh season is over. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are world champions. Major League Baseball after a 60-game season. A pretty fun playoff format we'll get into here in just a second. Um, but first, I want to jump into this World Series. This World Series had, I mean, for a six-game series, it had a lot of ups and downs. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the freshest memory is game six. Kiger, what do you think about Blake Snell being pulled in the sixth inning when he was clearly cruising and only had thrown 73 pitches and had a 1-0 lead. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. I get it. that Tampa is one of these analytically driven teams, and it, it got them to where they were. But like Tim Kirchner said last night, he's worried about baseball. People aren't watching the games anymore. Their nose is dug into this binder full of numbers and statistics, and you're taking the human element out of the game. Yeah. Now, does they the Rays live and die with their formula. They do, and it had worked. But in certain and in the in the regular season, I have zero issue with that. Postseason's different. Yeah. Okay. You have got to win this game. He, like, he threw 73 pitches, faced 18 batters, and struck out half of them. Yeah. He was two, cool. two hits, one hard, one hard hit ball. That's it. And you pull him. Well, and, and not only do you pull him, you bring in a guy who well, set a postseason record for giving up at least one run in consecutive appearances. Yeah. The Rays' bullpen is the best in Major League Baseball. But as... John Smoltz said last night, they have been overused. Yeah, they were gassed. And this is not a normal postseason. If it had been a normal postseason, they get some more rest. This is – they went back to – I mean, between series or some time off and then the World Series, last Thursday was a day off, but just been back to back to back. Yeah. And these guys are throwing every freaking day because the Rays do not allow their starters to go past five. I mean, they let Snow go past five. He got five and a third, gives up a single – to, to Barnes, and then it's just like, quick hook. I don't understand it. And and Kevin Cash owned it. He, uh, Snell's ERA in like the fifth inning was like 14-something. Well, he already got through the fifth, yeah. okay? I mean, he struck out the side in the fourth, didn't get a strikeout in the fifth, but it was cruising. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys have been getting pulled, and I, after five, five innings, five innings and change, and they're close to a hundred pitches, yeah. and it's like, okay, I can I can kind of see that, but and, why and doesn't Kevin Cash? Sorry, I'm uh, Kevin Cash. Go to his catcher, go to Zanina, yeah, or, uh, and ask him. Yeah. Any velocity change? Is 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 he losing bite on? You know, uh, bite on the breaker. What's he doing? He doesn't. He just he just go ahead and make the decision. Right, we're going to the bullpen. Unbelievable. And and honestly, you saw what happened. Comes in, wheels fall off, you you lose you lose your lead, 
And and for a team like Tampa, who is offensively challenged at, at, at times, most of the time, rely too much on the home run and have six of their starting nine with batting averages lower than 200. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and go ahead. Uh, I no, mean, no. no, and I guess that's kind of the thing. Like, that, that, that leads into the rest of it. But I will say about Snell, I mean – like you said, to me, the biggest key there wasn't – I mean, it was that he was cruising. He had a 1-0 lead, but it was also the pitch count. Like, the pitch count was critical because I – if you watch most of those games, like, Glasnow was constantly over, like, 90 pitches by the fifth inning. We well, had high-stress innings. Yeah, he was – and he was struggled the entire series. Like, I honestly I, – I wasn't impressed with him very much at all. Um you know, but Snell was the only one who had looked really good in this series. Like, both of, those, both of his starts were good. Um, great, actually. And, but that also leads to the other thing. Like, you can't expect to win a World Series without scoring more than three runs. So the only thing that to me that Cash can point to is the fact that well we shouldn't have expected to win a win that game one zero. So, but but you also knew your offense was struggling. So I mean everybody besides Rosarina was counting on home runs. You see what I'm saying? So and and I mean the irony of the situation was. Going into the series, if you were to look at the lineups and put them you know, side by side, you would expect the Dodgers to be the more home run heavy ball, like home run dependent ball club is the way I'd say it, because they have those superstar bats. But when you look at, but the Rays were actually living and dying by the home run by the time they got to the World Series, and the Dodgers were the team that was stealing bases, um, you know, getting blue pits, you know, getting doubles, things like that. They were the ones doing the little things to, to keep innings going and make sure they got the most out of any inning they could get. Um, the other thing that, that, to me, the Rays just lost in the series for sure, is the same thing we saw about the Braves. Um, base running. Like, base running is so critical in playoff games. Rosarina gets thrown out at second, like in game, I think it was game three, and you're just like, dude, what are you, like, and it was a bad steal. Like, the guy had already struck out, he got a late jump, you're like, what are you doing at ending an inning? I mean, and then the same thing, I mean, Margot tries to steal home. Like, you're just like, what are you thinking? It was game five, like, I mean, it was, and there was only, it was only the second out. Like, he had, he had no reason to try to do that. And then they got to him after the game, he's like, well, that was, that was my call. I'm like, wow, you didn't even get told by a coach to do that? Like, that's even See, worse. I don't I don't know if I believe that, though. It's his call. He said that was I his. Mean, I, look, he, that's what I he, don't mean, maybe he's trying to take heat out of his manager. Ah. There's one more thing here. Don't tell me. Kevin Cash did in all analytics because there is no reason, no reason to put Meadows hitting third last night, hitting 188. Yeah, yeah. And yet he did and got a hit his first at bat. So – you don't tell me it's all in the book. You gotta have. I mean, listen. You shouldn't be married to analytics. You should be dating it, especially <laughs> if you're a small market team. I mean, watch the game, see the flow, talk to your pitching coach. Yeah, but you also got to know your your players. I know. And, and I mean, there's a certain point. You know, just like Kershaw the other day. Like Kershaw struggles after six innings. Like historically, mentally, in the playoffs, it is a thing. I, and, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of his early postseason struggles weren't really his fault. If you watched him, they would ride him all year to where he was pitching eight, nine innings every outing. And then by the time he would get to the playoffs, he'd give you a solid six, and then they run into, like, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals would just wait until the seventh inning and get a big inning off of him and take the game. So, I mean, I felt like, um, you know, Dave Roberts did a really good – has done a good job with Kershaw in the last few years of protecting him. 
Like, he's like, okay, you give me a solid six innings. You go out there and throw as hard as you can, and then I'm going to get you out, and we'll see what happens after that. And Kershaw's looked more relaxed and had better outings ever since that happened. Um, and you have to know that Snell, having his workload reduced <laughs> throughout the year where he's only pitching no more than six innings, this is the moment you tell him to go for it. Like, hey, man, you're cruising. Like, I just want you to take it. Like, you go out to the mound, you say, you're cruising. I just want you to take a deep breath. I need you here. Like, we, we've got a 1-0 lead. I need this game. And, and as soon as Cash came out the dugout, Snell was irate. Yeah, yeah. Irate. Because he knew he was coming out, and you couldn't talk Cash out of it. And, here's, and he's, he didn't want, to see, he didn't want uh, the Dodgers hitters to see him for a third time. You know what the top three hitters against yeah. Snell did last night? They were 0 for 6 with six strikeouts, Literally. including Mookie Betts, who hasn't hit a home run off a left-handed pitcher all season. Yeah. And he was struggling. Like, Mookie struggled offensively throughout Mookie the playoffs. Mookie Betts even said in, in the postgame last night, as soon as they saw Snell was coming out, he looked at Dave Roberts and smiled. Because yeah. they did not want nothing to do yeah. with Blake Snell yeah. last night. I genuinely think, had he stayed in, I think that's a 1-0 game, possibly with the Rays getting another run, just momentum-wise. And I think that I think he would have pitched at least eight innings. Like, he looked that strong. I, uh, even if he had thrown 20 pitches, over 25, 30 pitches, he still would have only been at th- 90 th- to 100. And this is his last start of the season. Yeah. It, I it, mean, he so- still would have been at 90 to 100 pitches going into the, the eighth inning. So you just would have... You, you you go out there and say you'll keep pitching till your arm falls off, man. Yeah. And and this is what you live for. Like, that's the part that pissed me off the most for Snell, honestly, was the fact that as a, you know, my kids play Little League. Like, if he ever makes it to, the, like, World Series, like, this is a moment that dude has lived for. And he even said, like, in the postgame, he's like, I honestly felt like they couldn't touch me. Like, he was like, I knew I had my stuff going. He's like, I, he's like and I don't say that to be arrogant. He was just like, you know, I – I knew what I had, and I knew what I was doing. and, I, and I was, could I, see that he had. Yeah, and I was in a groove. Like So he's like, so to come out of a game like that, I mean, it's just like, you know, Jack Morris and Smoltz going at it 25 years ago. Yeah. Like, or 30 years ago, whatever it was. Like, the yeah. point is, you know, at that point, you don't sit there and say, oh, they got to hit off Smoltz. We got to pull him out. You're like, no, dude, Smoltz is in a groove. Like, Well, and the fact that, like, they hadn't even, they hadn't even made that hard a contact against him. How many loud outs were there last night? Yeah. Not many. Yeah. I don't remember any. And it was a game that you had to have. Well, yeah. and I mean, once again, it's a game you had to have. Your bullpen, and you've got to know your bullpen's tired. They have been grinding. They had to fight their way back, even though they only had to win one more game against the Astros. Like, you still had to grind through that series. Like, that series turned into a grind. Maybe if it ends in five or six games, and you can see, like, their pitchers had gotten more rest and it would have been a different situation. But I, I absolutely agree. Like, what, it was ridiculous. Why do you bring Anderson in? I know what the numbers might say, but you have to have numbers out of, out of Dude, out of Anderson post- was getting rocked in that out World Out of series. every postseason start he's had or uh, appearance he's had. I just it just, doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Because I'll tell you something else right now. You get to game seven and you got big game Chuck on the mound yeah. and had and, – yeah. Nobody has won more game sevens yeah. than Charlie Morton. I know. And the thing is, you wouldn't have seen Kershaw. If you were, it would have been in relief. And I don't you think. You would have gotten Bueller yeah. against Charlie Morton. And it would have been an epic game. Oh, it seven. would have been fantastic. And I mean, and for the Rays, I feel like that was the only, that was their only win. They weren't going to win the series in six going into it. It was always, mm-hmm. if the Rays were going to win, it was going to be in seven games because you're playing a team that's better than you. Yeah, I mean, so you, you those gotta, are the facts. You, you got you to gotta have a human element in this game. It is played by people. It is coached by people. It is officiated by people. So I do have to highlight 
Game four. <laughs> uh, yeah, ooh. The, the, the shining moment for the Rays will I, always be game four. I, I missed it. And and the sad part is for them, I mean, you know, it's almost like the Red Sox of 1975 with Carlton Fisk. Like, you get the moment, but the, Red, the Reds get the series. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same type thing. Like, I mean, the Rays, that was an epic baseball game. That was the only game where the Rays' bats showed up. And it was, and you got the game that really, you know, you felt like you should have gotten almost every series, at least bat speed, batting wise. Um, the Dodgers were always hitting; that's why they won the series. The Rays really only hit in that game, and, and they scratched out the other game, game two, because they had Snell on the mound, of course. Um, but I mean, it was an epic, epic baseball game. I mean, I think they set a record for in, for innings scored in. It was like seven or eight in a row. I mean, in the game, it was it was a classic great baseball game. Like, if you watch great games like that, like I always go back to the the Cardinals uh, Rangers series game game, game six. six. Um, you know, Royals uh, <laughs> Royals A's of 2014, um, where you get these games that just keep building, and you're like, man, you almost feel like you can't even take anymore because by the time it gets there, it's ridiculous. You can leave one off, aren't you? Oh, good grief. Cubs Indians game I, uh, seven. Was that not a classic oh back and forth? Oh my gosh! Anyway, yeah, the Rays, that on purpose. the Rays, <laughs> the Rays for the Rays. At least Daddy. the Rays got that game. I mean, and it was it was one of those things. This is kind of what shows you the heart of a champion of the Dodgers. By the way, that's a crippling loss. Like it, it should have been or could have been. I'll even say. Um, and I think a team that hadn't been there as much as the Dodgers have been probably loses. At least the next game because of that series, because of that game. And instead, they showed what they were made of, and they came back and dominated game five. Like, it, it was like it didn't even happen. I mean, you lose a, a game four in epic fashion. A Rosarina's pounding on the bag. Some guy named Brett Phillips, who was a backup on the Royals, gets a base hit, and you have two errors, like, in one play. Uh, it was unreal. I mean, the game, the game like, for it to end that way. I also think that's part of it, too. Is the, the way that game ended, the Dodgers had control of that. If you don't make those errors, yeah. who's to say what actually happens? I mean, I mean it would it would have been a tie game either way. Well, I, I know, but I'm and saying Kiermaier but the, you don't way. lose then. What happens then? Your your lineup, even in that game, and I know the Rays had a great offensive output in that game via the home run because that's like all they do besides for obviously the ninth inning. But that's that, the pro- that was the so. Problem. But but the Dodgers can slug with anyone. So, I mean, it's just. Well, and the thing is, the Dodgers aren't intimidated by slugging. Like yeah. that's 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 the main thing is that they can do that. Mm. If you want to play that way, they can play that way. Mm. If it turns into a grinded out game, they they were perfectly willing to do that. Do you see what I'm mm. saying? So, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I I won't say the Dodgers didn't win because the Dodgers won that series, well, but did. I do feel like the Rays also hurt themselves, lost it, and hurt themselves. When in all the games they lost, you could point to two or three plays or two or three, you know, management things decisions. they can control. Yeah, that that really I felt like they gave the advantage to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Props to the Dodgers they though; they that. went out there and won that. So yeah, you can't give when when you when you're the when you're not the better team on paper. At yeah. least, I mean, listen, pitching wise they are, but it's not like the Dodgers have a bunch of scrubs. Either. Exactly, and that so, Urias, Urias kid is phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that dude is legit. Well, he's normally a starter. Yeah, and now and he's, he's now he's eating up innings in in relief. So and he's and I mean and he's looking like he's going to be their number three starter here pretty soon, behind Bueller and Clayton. I mean, and you got a pretty good three headed monster going forward. Plus, you got Mookie signed. So long term, long term, the Dodgers are in really good shape. So eventually, they're going to want to get down under that luxury tag. So eventually, I mean, I mean Justin it, Turner's a 
a free agent after this season, so we'll see if he goes back. Well, since he got everybody infected with COVID, they'll oh, probably let him go. Goodness. Anyway, yeah. anyway, the one the good thing, like I one said, is the, whole team the, one, the one thing you got that was really cool is that you basically at least got an epic game four. And, I mean, anytime you walk into a World Series, you at least want to get, you know, two or three games that are just, you know, nail-biting classic-type games. Nationals had that last year when they played the Astros. You had a couple of really, really good games. So I was glad at least the Rays came to like seriously play at least once, and we got a great game out of that. Mm. But uh, should so be really interesting. Game seven. I mean, it, it was it was it was an interesting, decent series. We both called the Dodgers in six, yep. and I mean that's exactly what happened. So better team won. Props to the Dodgers though, because it's not easy to be the better team with all the pressure on you throughout the playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I mean. I was highly skeptical of this playoff format going into it. Highly. Hold on. You hated it. Yeah, highly skeptical. No, That's you, me hating. No, no, you hated it. That's not the same thing? That, no. Hating it's and being skeptical are not the same not. thing. Hell no, it ain't the same thing, and you know it. I mean, I think I think hate starts with being skeptical. No. Yes, no. the beginning of if hate you're, is, you're, is if skepticism. You're, if, you're, if you're skeptical, you're still on the fence. You don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. the beginning. Uh, no, you no, hated no. it. No, no, no. no. The, beginning, when, the beginning of hate when, is skepticism. No, no, no. We, I was skeptical when, when they first at a very this, high level of this series. I remember where we were at when we recorded this. But South Y brought up these new rule changes, and you hated it. I did hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate I it. was highly skeptical of it, and no, that is me hating. That is me hating. Oh, my. So the rules are just different for you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, they they're are. not. It's different one. No. Listen, when we talk about LeBron James in the finals this last year, that is me hating. Like that is the pinnacle of hate, hating on a dude no. who I've never met before you, about a sport that I haven't played since I was in high school. Like, you, do you see what I'm trying you, to say? You, you hated pinnacle. the format. Pinnacle. You hated it. Anyway, my final decision on the on the format is I I actually thought it was pretty good. I think I think during a regular season with the days off and everything. It would be a little nicer, especially as you get into the later rounds to get. I, I mean, I like to get a series over with, so I'm not saying that you need three or four days of rest in between everything. But I enjoyed the two game series, or th- you know, three games potentially being back to back to back. I thought that was perfect. And then once you get into second round, you know, maybe one day and just add days from there. I did think the ALCS, the, the NLCS, and ALCS having those games back to back to back to back. You know, pretend when the both those series went seven, like mm-hmm. that was that I, that could have been exhausting as far as the teams. Well, were Well, you, you're gonna just you're just gonna have have the one day off for travel. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all. You don't need no more than that, unless yeah. for some reason weather. You know, you have, you have to postpone it because of weather or something. Yeah, There's and travel no travel's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like it used to be. So yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I did really like at least the format of having. I thought it would be really lame to have that many wild card teams. <laughs> but it actually turned out to be pretty cool. Um, uh, I, I, hold, I, on. hold on. Now, if we hadn't gotten like the best two teams in, would you have still? Would you still feel the same way? As long as it wasn't the Astros, yes. I'm okay. dead serious. As, right. as long as it was, if it had okay. been the Reds, if well, it had, the Astros almost got there. I'm, I'm just telling you. Had, so, the, so, had the Astros, so, had the Astros got in, I would be pissed. Period. I, if they had got into the World Series, I would be pissed. And if they had won it, I would be so ag- like so high-level aggravated. still don't like it. No, I'm just saying I, when, if, when the worst case, the best-case scenario happens, it definitely helps the case. Okay. Right? No, no. I, just, I mean, it's like... It's I was like, just asking your opinion. No, it's, but it's like the Super Bowl. I mean, the best team doesn't usually win the Super Bowl. It's usually... 
second or third best team that that you know pushed their way through the playoffs and got the right breaks. Mm-hmm. Usually, the best team gets sniped. Usually. I mean, so when you get the best two teams, like, like last year, which is strange when you think about that, in a calendar year, you got the best two teams in the NFL and the best two teams in, in Major League Baseball. That almost never happens. Um, but, yeah, anyway, it, it's better when the best two teams meet, man, because that's what you wanted to see all season. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think – I honestly didn't think the Rays would get there, so I'm, I'm glad they made it. I picked the Rays versus the Dodgers. In you did. I picked, I picked the A's. I, I was hoping they pulled through, but they mm-hmm. didn't. Moving on. They sure didn't. They did not. Um, mm. They struggled mightily. Mm. Man, that sucks. They lost the Astros. Mm. Moving on. Uh, NCAA football was this past weekend. The Big Ten finally kicked off. Yeah. And what a kickoff it was, Kai. Oh, Kike. yeah. What a kickoff it was. Um, first, I'm going to ask you about the one marquee game that they did have. Mm. Okay? Penn State versus Indiana. Marquee game. <laughs> well, it was a really good game. Let's yeah. put it that way. It wasn't a marquee game. The ending, yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good game. I mean, it went, mm. went to overtime. Um I mean, Kiger, I got to ask you, so so Indiana wins on a two-point conversion, mm-hmm. um, which was a ballsy call, by the way. I mean, you could have kicked the field goal to, to tie the game and go to another overtime, but the same theory applies. When you're playing a better team, you got to take risk, right? Mm-hmm. And so Penn State is better than you. <laughs> you oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? Well, and, it, and the longer it goes in the overtime, the less it's in your favor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the reality. So if you're Indiana, I, I was totally on board. Like, when I was watching it in real time, I was like, they should go for two. Like, if you lose, what the hell? If you win, you know what I'm saying? Then you, I mean, you're a hero either way. So, I, I mean, it, in real time, that play, he probably, if he had just taken off, it, there's no controversy whatsoever. He had it. Mm-hmm. What happened was, you know, he was holding on to it, trying to throw to the end zone. And then by the time he realized he was going to run out of real estate, he started to run, made an epic dive because he levitated. <laughs> like, his knees didn't touch the ground. I mean, me and the wife were arguing about this. Do you think that was a that he that was a successful two point conversion? I do. Okay. His he's not out of bounds. Looks like his legs are up, and all you got to do is get that just the tip of that football to graze over any part of the goal line. And yeah. That's a touchdown. And it now in real time it looks like oh man maybe the ball went out of bounds yeah. before it crossed. Yeah. No. When they slowed it down, I'm thinking. He caught just enough. I mean, I'm talking like yeah. like four blonde hairs enough, <laughs> and it and it was a good two point conversion. And when they call it good, but listen, the NFL and college football are no longer saying confirmed. It either stands or it's overturned. Yeah, because they get you know people get to oh just stood they didn't know nothing it, it, it wasn't confirmed. So to me, there was nothing there to overturn that. And plus, I think he got in. Well, and I I, I go I, I totally agree with you, which is weird. Um, and that's what I told the wife. I said, well, because she, she, she was like, it was in. Like, obviously it was in. I was like, it's in because that tip of the crown of the football, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, crossed the line. I was like, Just in time. Yeah, it's not where, like, everybody was looking at the ball bouncing out mm-hmm. of bounds. I'm like, no, it's the crown. The crown of the ball mm-hmm. crossed the white line. Barely. Like, just barely. Like, Because so, then, cause then he, then yeah. he grinds it and loses control. Yeah, and there's no way the way it was angled for it not to have crossed that mm-hmm. line. Yeah. That's what made it a successful two-point conversion. And then I told her the same exact same thing. I said, honestly, I think if they had called it, and like if they had said it was no good, I think they would have came back and said that. Mm-hmm. Like that, Whatever the call on the field was, 
is what that would have been called. That's how close that play oh, was. Yeah. But it was an awesome play, man, for that dude to dive that way. I mean, to levitate, because usually you'll see a guy's knee hit somewhere, mm-hmm. like which would have been a crappy way to lose. Um, I mean, it, tar- it turned it into a really good college football moment for the year. Um, probably their one highlight of the season. Probably. It's Indiana. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> basketball. What do you think about the Big Ten and the Wisconsin situation? Wisconsin just canceled their game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Ten waited all this time to start their season, and now they're going to have to battle just like everybody else is. There will be positive COVID tests. There will be shutdowns. What do you think? I don't, I don't feel sorry for the Big Ten. You did this to yourself. You tried to tried – to, uh, make yourself optically look better by we don't just jump in with two feet and you're going to end up screwing yourself. I'm telling you what, they're they're real happy it's Wisconsin and not Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. They're one national title because if it happens to them, I already think to get in, Ohio State's going to play all eight games, blow everybody out to get in. Now, because the thing is, everyone's writing out the Pac-12 because they don't have a contender and they're only playing six games. Now, if they don't, end up only playing six games. Are they going to get them in? They might because of the blue blood and all that kind of crap. But the, 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 it's it's a disaster. But the Big Ten had to know this. They took this risk, and they I just don't see, think they seem to care. Well, I just – I think it – I mean, I don't think they care, but I also think it's just going to blow up in their face. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I, well, it already is. I mean, it already is, and I think it's going – I mean, because it's something – Wisconsin's ranked 14th in the country. I mean, it's something that every sport and everybody in the country is dealing with. I mean, if if, if – it, and it is what it is. Like, once they get it, you can't do anything better. And you've already seen postponements in the ACC, uh, in the SEC, in the Big 12. So, it's going to happen. So, you done, you guys, they just shot themselves in the foot. And I I, I don't feel sorry for that. I, I really, really don't. And another thing, too, is, so, the CDC says, you know, the, tw- the two-week quarantine. Mm-hmm. Well, the Big 10 knows more than they do. Because they're going three weeks. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? Now get this. Is that why? Okay. No, no, no. Now get this. Now, now they can't practice for two weeks. They can start practicing after two weeks, but they can't play in competition for another week. That's stupid. Well, that's the Big Ten. That is mind-blowingly stupid. It is. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh. That is dumb, man. So you just I, hand, yeah. I mean, listen, man. Never let a good crisis go to waste. My gosh, that's dumb. Like I mean, seriously. Apparently, apparently they're they're going to be overly cautious because. They care. Oh my gosh! Because the Big Ten. I mean, that's listen. We're not just a sports league. It's academia. All right. Yes. Well, there's a couple other things I want to ask you about college football this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, big injury for Alabama, dude. Yeah. Waddle. Yep. Has a broken, uh, broken tibia, fibia, leg, um, ankle, ankle. Okay, broken ankle. Um, man. I mean, what does that do? I still think Alabama will win the SEC. What does that do to them nationally? I mean, what what do you think that, that does to their chances? David Pollock came out and said their national championship hopes are done. David Pollock is an idiot. I'm sorry. Jalen Waddle might be the most explosive player in college football, and he will be missed, especially on, like, a returner basis. But if Alabama could afford an injury in one position group, it's probably wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, you still you still have Devontae Smith, John Mitchie, and then this kid comes in for Waddle, Slade, and they're listen. This offense is explosive. I don't care who it is. Waddle is big time, big time player, and he's gonna be missed. But it is nowhere near over. Okay, 
They're, the uh, Alabama doesn't have any issues on offense, okay? Defensively is where their issues are. So, yeah. So you it, 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 it's, a, it's a hit, but it's – I mean, they're not – listen, they ain't sinking the battleship. Okay. So. All right. Well, I just want to ask what you thought I mean, about that. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, I do too. I, I think he's a great player. I mean, he'll probably, yeah. go, he'll probably go on to the NFL. he play his last game in Alabama. So Yeah, I mean, he was the 12th ranked player on Kuiper's big board. So, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously. He, he is electric. Electric. Great yeah. punt returner too. He's a great, great player. All right. Last question about the NCAA. I got to ask this, man. Uh, your boy. Not your boy. Uh, Davos winning. Just can't seem to to act right. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about it? I mean, Clemson was in a pretty tight game going into the third quarter against a team they had no business being in a tight yeah, game Syracuse. with. And, you know, he took some exception. At the press game, at the post game uh, press conference, what do you what do you think about Davos' comments? I think Davos a bitch. That's what I think. Jeez. So he, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence gets gets asked a question because it was a six point game in the third quarter with Syracuse, the Orange. Yeah. Who are now one and five? Okay. He said the energy wasn't there. Davos gets asked the same question. Well, I think the injury was fine. We just didn't execute like we were supposed to. And then he goes on to this rant about how, am I at the wrong press conference? Did we win the game or did we not win the game? It's like <laughs> your quarterback answered the question, the opposite of you, and you they're not going to ask you a question? I mean, why why does everything have to be pampered to Dabo Sweeney? Why is it when last year he was already making excuses to play an LSU in the Superdome? When that had been decided three years ago, that's where the game was going to be played. They didn't know LSU was going to be in the national title game. LSU hadn't done shit in a decade or more. So, he he can't seem to handle the heat, which blows my mind. But, you know, th- that's, this is the thing. So, you, have, you, you see all these great coaches in all these sports being able to handle this kind of success and handle these hard questions. Well, now Dabo's there. He's won a couple of national titles. Ella, or Clemson is a is a national power. They're always in the hunt now. So everything should be all sunshine, rainbows, and unicorn farts. And it's not that. And when it's not that way for him, he gets all testy. I don't understand this. We've talked about Saban gets fired up at press conferences. People ask him some stupid questions and he you could tell he doesn't like it and he gets fired up and he answers the questions and he doesn't he has I've never once heard him say did we win the game uh, am I at the right press conference I mean I think Saban gets annoyed because he thinks I genuinely think he gets annoyed with like people him feeling like people don't know what they're talking about mm. um I, I think he I think most of the time he gets annoyed at questions that he feels like are stupid mm-hmm. um which honestly there are a lot of entertainers and athletes and people who get annoyed at questions like that. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like reporters who ask questions like looking for a like response. looking for a, you know, clickbait response mm-hmm. and it's and it's a stupid question. I mean, seriously, it happens all the time. So but when Dabo, I I will admit, like Dabo is a crybaby. I mean, and it's a, what it's annoying about him being a crybaby. Like, I think Lane Kiffin's a crybaby too. Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin just hasn't won anything, so it doesn't, 
it, you, it haven't, it hasn't manifested itself like on a national stage for you to be annoyed by it all the time. Dabo's has. Like you're like, dude, seriously, shut up. And anyway, the thing that Dabo, that like you said, is annoying about Dabo is that that's a part of success. Like having to answer stupid questions, having to you know go through some of the like minutia or mundaneness of of reporters asking you questions and your team sometimes not being on their game because it's not a big game and it's hard like it's hard to stay motivated like I mean everybody who's successful will tell you it's 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 easier to get there than it is to stay there and so I mean you almost have to like like Belichick always says you got to appreciate the process and grind through it and that's just part of it and it seems like Davos not always on board with that let me ask you this I mean, I haven't seen his recruit, his next recruiting class. I mean, is he went straight from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence? Mm-hmm. I mean, so he. Whereas Saban, they're almost like the opposite. Like when Saban was really starting to bang at Alabama, he never had great quarterback play. He always had good quarterback play. Not great, but this is a guy who can lead my team. He can make third down throws. We're going to run the football. This is what we do. So his formula wasn't predicated on a quarterback being you know, super user, super successful all the time. You, you could take an L from that quarterback and still get the win. Do you feel like Dabo is in that same position? Do you think he's got to stay ahead of the recruiting game and have top-level quarterbacks coming out every year? I mean, I'm just curious. I, I wanted to get your opinion. Well, we'll see. I don't I don't know. I mean, he, he's, he recruits so well. And the thing is, is Trevor Lawrence has left the door open to returning for his senior year. Because he might not want to go to the gym. I was going to say, I, I think that that's the only way he actually comes back is if he feels like he's about to have to go to the gym. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't really we haven't seen it yet. So, I don't know. But, the, you know, it's another thing. Like, one thing that pisses off Saban about these press conferences is them continually talking up and how great they are. Oh, gosh. No, I'm just saying. It, it's it comes, part of it. Because rap. No, because, no, I mean, that, that's one of them. I wasn't going to bring that up necessarily. But you said, you know, it's hard to keep guys motivated. Well, it's even harder when they're reading how great they are in the headlines. Yeah. And they're college so, kids. And, I mean, and it means something. Lou Holt yeah. said you're never going to get the same game two games in a row from a 19-year-old. I mean, that's just what it is. So, can, Dabo can recruit with the best of them. You know, Kirby Smart recruits really well. So does Nick Saban. I mean... He's 500 against Dabo, and he has yet to lose to Kirby Smart or any assistant for that matter. So, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, the thing, the, like, Clemson doesn't beat Alabama without, without Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I would say these Clemson teams with Trevor Lawrence are better all around. They are. That Travis Etienne kid set a NCAA record for consecutive games with a touchdown. It's like 39 in a row. Yeah, but I mean, he's I, good. And I, I agree with you that I think these teams are better all around. Um, the program is really rolling. Oh, absolutely. Point. But that started with Watson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But man, Watson was what's Watson? Watson was the intangible that Saban could not plan for. Like you cannot plan for a guy like helicoptering and getting back up. Like you just you can't game plan for that. Like he had he had a Vince Young like performance, you know what I'm saying? Twice. In that championship title game. Twice. Twice. He did. And the first time it didn't even work. It was nope. Like he still lost. Well so. I mean it took it took ballsy calls by Saban. That that onside kick. Yeah. Was because he knew. We we, we don't have an answer for Deshaun Watson. 
And and every team struggles with a with a mobile quarterback who can throw. Watson was just out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, I everyone talks Trevor Lawrence up about being, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I still think Deshaun Watson, what he's done, what he did, was more impressive than what Trevor Lawrence has done because he he did I mean, he he won with less. So well, and Deshaun Watson's still probably the best college quarterback I've ever seen. Well, and he still had to bang against mm. Alabama. Like yeah. that's that's legit. Like mm-hmm. those are legit. Like grinded, those were grinded I out mean, national championship football games. Like, and it was intense. Yeah, I um, mean, I, Clemson whooped Alabama last year. I mean, they whooped him. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Two through that pick six, and it was pretty much, you know, over by then. They got into the red zone, couldn't score. So, I mean, it wasn't like it, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a whole lot of high pressure there. I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence in a real high-pressure situation, I, to be right honest, in a big uh, game. I mean, Ohio State, okay, yeah. He had that big run. But I'm talking need it, fourth quarter, last drive, go get it done. He hadn't had to do it. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and you'll find out what he's made of. You saw, you saw Watson do that, though. Often. Oh, man. Anyway. Well, he, man. he was the offense. That's just how it was. They didn't have an AT, an ATN back then. You know, I mean, Deshaun Watson out there throwing a Hunter Renfro. <laughs> he was. He was. I'm, I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. All right. Uh, week seven? Eight. Uh, no, week seven just wrapped, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. week seven just wrapped, okay? There is only one undefeated team left. Oh, baby. And it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Kiker, I mm-hmm. blasted this team at the beginning. Well, I didn't even blast them. I just disregarded them. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, I did not take the Pittsburgh Steelers seriously. They played an epic football game against the Titans this last weekend, and it was smash mouth all the way. It was, and I mean, it was old school football this weekend. Um, they took down the Titans. The Titans finally ran out of fourth quarter magic. Uh, I mean, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? That Pittsburgh front seven is the best in the league. That defense might be overall the best in the league. Tampa's pretty close. I'm telling you, they Derrick Henry averaged less than four yards a carry, and he still got his twenty carries. Okay, and I and, and Pittsburgh did a really good job of of winning uh, time possession, had it for over thirty six minutes. But this is the thing: can Tennessee, whenever when it's not going their way, when they can't run, do what they want to do, can they win? And they and they have before. Pittsburgh. I mean, and the thing is, they battled back. So, this is a really quality loss for the Titans. Yes. I don't is. feel any worse about the Titans than I did Me too. before this game. Me too. I mean, but, but that front seven, my goodness. I mean, this is this is like old, this is old school Pittsburgh here. Yeah, now. yeah. This is I'm Tro- sorry. Troy Polamalu and. Because I, I, Minka Fitzpatrick, Greg everyone Lloyd berated that stuff, trade. Yeah. As, as of right now, that thing has worked out in spades. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm not saying that just because he went to Alabama. I mean, he was a special player then. I knew he was gonna be really good in the NFL, but he got the hell out of Miami and went to Pittsburgh. Game changer, total game changer. I, I was, I was very impressed with Pittsburgh. Besides for one player, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He, I don't know what he's doing sometimes. He played really well all the way through up right. up until this game, and he had three interceptions. I, I mean, I just I don't get it. Now, I, the the Steelers are the best team in the league with with drafting wideouts. I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's just like their specialty. Yeah. It's the one thing they do. They can draft those guys. Yeah. You know, he also should not be throwing fifty times. 
I'm, nobody should. No, nobody should. And I'll, and I'll say this. This is how I felt about Big Ben, honestly, since probably two or three seasons before he hurt his elbow. Like, I think he's I, I think he's done. Like, I've thought that for a while. And, I mean, now, I think he's getting by kind of like kind of like Brady, but not quite as good on, you know, savvy being being, you know, he's really smart. Obviously, he knows the game. He knows what he's looking for. He knows that offense. So, I mean, he's going to be able to do what he needs to do when he really needs to do like in and early in the game. You saw he was a lot better early than he was late. Like, And that's and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's a great closer anymore. Like, I don't think he's you know, he's obviously not top five quarterbacks in the league, but their defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing they did to the Titans that you have to do to the Titans, in my opinion, um, is you have to jump on them. Like, you have to you have to jump on them with a double-digit lead and force them to play out of their comfort zone, which which takes away Derrick Henry being there as, as prevalent. I mean, if Derrick Henry is pounding on you for three quarters and then by the fourth quarter, that your defense is gas. But if you can contain him and get a lead, now they have to pass more. It takes – you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just takes – but, like you said – High quality loss for 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 the Titans. Well, they battled back. If, yeah. if they'd have just if they'd have rolled over and died, then I would have been like, okay, well that that's alarming. Yeah, like the fact they finally got hit in the in the mouth and they couldn't handle it. But yeah. they battled back. So. It, it was it was a great game. It was a, it was a it was a but not a bad loss for the Titans, and it was a good win for the Steelers because they finally beat somebody else that yeah. mattered. Um, so they're, they're 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 a legit contender now. They definitely in my mind. I they, think they are. I agree. I think the AFC is a. Is is a three probably a three team race with you know the Ravens having something to prove, but we'll get to that. Um, I want to ask you about the Buffalo Bills. Like I know they won this game, yeah, but it took six field goals mm-hmm. and no touchdowns to mm-hmm. beat the Jets, and they were down ten to zero for most of the first half. Yeah. You don't score a touchdown. Josh Allen throws for three hundred like sixty seven yards. Three hundred seven. I mean, it's it's not a good look. Like mm-hmm. that's not a good game. No. Um, the AFC East is is about to get very interesting. I mean, the Patriots lost. Um, they lost a horrendous game to the Niners. Horrendous. Like they were never in the game, and it was ugly from the start, it's from start to finish. But the Bills. Do you feel? Are you worried about the Bills? Because I am. Like I, I'm being I, honest. I, I am. I, I don't think their defense is as good as it was last year, and yeah. I think they're struggling with their identity as a team. That's what I feel like. Well, this game in particular, you know, you mount 400 yards of offense, give up less than 200, and you win by six or by eight points, and you don't get in the end zone. Well, there's two main reasons this week. They were horrid on third down, which I don't understand. Three for 11. But penalties. You can't have 11 penalties for 106 yards. Damn, that's a lot of yards. I mean, listen, it's not like the Jets had some offensive outburst here. No. They didn't even pass. They ran for more than they passed for. The Jets are horrible. horrible. I mean, could be 0-16. That's how bad they are. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's not a good look. It's very alarming. You know, it was nice to see that it wasn't because Josh Allen was turning the football over all the time. I think this game was more self-inflicted. But still, that's not good. That's not now, good. You're, you're lo- now you're finding different ways to lose. Yeah, and, and I mean, and honestly, we've seen them all year. And I mean, they won some games early that were, you know, big games from Josh Allen. He was carrying them. Tur- turnovers killed them against uh, against the Titans. They couldn't stop the run against Kansas City. And then you, you win this game, which beating the Jets by eight is basically a loss. 
I mean, pretty much. It's not just it's, that you be only beat them by eight. It's that you beat them with six field goals. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, you couldn't uh, uh, that's, one that's my problem. Well, and then, and then uh, just, I, I, oh, yeah, they, penalties. That you find they just they're finding different ways to lose. It's 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 not good. Yeah, it's I, alarming. The the only bright spot is is the Patriots seem to be falling off too. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna get to that here in just a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, Seahawks finally go down in what was a really crazy Ooh, good man. football game. I actually was trying to watch the World Series. I had no idea that game was getting. I was ridiculous. flipping back and forth. I was not. I was just. I was like, well, maybe the Rays will come back and win this game because it was Game Five. I'm like, surely. Yeah, but, they- but see, once I started watching, and I'm like, yeah, gotta change it. <laughs> gotta change it. I don't do. I only do that with baseball. But I'm like, out. Ah, I'm man, out. I keep trying it on my phone. I'm out. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, but that game was looked like it was a really good game. Uh, it was really. Interesting. Um, I mean, the that. Seahawks. Honestly, though, this was. You know, it's funny. Every good team in the league has a formula to lose, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't. I think Pittsburgh's formula is there. Nobody's done it yet. I think you have to, you know, kind of do what the Titans did, but not get so far down. Mm-hmm. And you have to force Ben Roethlisberger, I think, to try to beat you in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which I don't think he's gonna he's able to do as much anymore. Um, the Seahawks have leaned on Russell Wilson, and he finally had a bad game. Like, and it. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Your team is predicated on him playing out of this world, and what happens when he doesn't? Yeah, I mean, you know, he had three picks. Now, he, listen, Russell Wilson's a class act and shoulders all of it. He's like, I think we played really well besides for three plays. Those are on me. Okay. Even, you know, the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, has to have help. Okay? If Patrick Mahomes was playing in Jacksonville, We'd know who he was, but he wouldn't be what he is right now. That's okay? true. Russell Wilson has to literally do it all himself. They everyone's like, let let Russ cook. I agree with that. You 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 let him throw throughout the entire game. Just don't wait till the fourth quarter. And they've been doing it. And he threw fifty times on Sunday. Dang. Fifty. And he had and he, listen, and that, that almost pick six was a horrible pass. You you never make. I'm surprised you even made that pass. Yeah, he, so he was out. He's out of it. But man. I mean, it was just it's it's it was bound to happen. No one's going to go undefeated. Not even the Steelers. So, I man, you know, it's just they they have no pass rush in Seattle, and they have they have like no run game. He's the leading rusher too. Yeah, I mean, and, he, and by like twenty yards, he's literally everything. He is. That's why. Even after this game, and everyone's talking about Tom Brady being the MVP. Uh, don't the fact that Russell Wilson's never even had an MVP vote vote is mind-boggling. Yeah, I think he'll win it this year. I mean, so. I, I don't know because it's all about the story. Tom Brady in, in Tampa is a better yeah. story. Oh my god! I'm just saying. I know that I would mean, just that, be terrible. Like well, that would well, be terrible. And Tom Brady's playing it lights out. And I last, and I don't. Last few games. And I personally, I mean, I. I'm old enough to remember all of Tom Brady's seasons. He's had he's got what four MVP awards? Is it four or three? Four, three. And he's got three. one from the undefeated, the near undefeated. I bet, I bet. I think he has three. He and I mean, but Peyton still leads it with five. I mean, there's a couple I didn't think he deserved, but at least mm-hmm. one for sure. But, but see, that's the thing about MVP though. You got to have a good story behind it too. Well, I mean, we saw this. I mean, we, it, it happens all the time. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. It happens all the time. Um. Anyway. I mean the the I I worry about I don't think that I don't think the Seahawks will be 
are legitimate Super Bowl contenders because I think that this formula is there and it's pretty easy to do. Like you their just defense is horrible. Yeah, their, their, their horrible. defense is terrible. So it's yeah. not like I mean, that's not that hard to do to to now granted, you got to try to contain Russell Wilson for four quarters, but it's it's possible to contain one guy and DK Metcalf. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. trying to say like Well, Ty, listen, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have some connection. Yeah. Those guys are lights out. Yeah. Together. Gosh, I mean, that they, chase down Metcalf have though. Well, yeah, I'm um, Buddha. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, D- DK Metcalf, he's always been a freak of nature and uh Buddha called him a mutant. Man. You know, I mean, a guy that big probably shouldn't be that fast. Man, he is huge. When yeah. that head got the bobbin, mm-hmm. you knew. Oh, dude, <laughs> like, you're like, it's I over. Mean, they're they're, they're showing the highlight. Here comes Buddha Baker, and then it's like, Ooh, someone better nudge DK because you saw him, man. He was yeah, like yeah. trucking. Yeah, he had he that head. He was mad down, at that grass, yeah, man. He was going to get it. Oh. And, that, and that could have been a huge – I mean, it, did, it was a huge play. It stopped the touchdown. I mean – they didn't score. Yeah, they Arizona didn't, didn't score. score in that possession. That I was mean, a huge play. And we called this game, though, as far as being as tight as it was. Oh, yeah. And the Kyler Murray, once again, mm. he's a shifty dude, man, when he runs. He, I mean, he's a he's a nightmare. He's a, he's a very difficult person to he's contain. He's a nightmare, man. And so this, this was not a bad loss for the Seahawks. The only thing bad about it is the fact that the formula is so obvious to beat them and their defense is so historically bad. Kyler Murray is on pace to run for 1,000 yards and pass for 4,000. That's incredible. Yeah. Michael Vick's the only quarterback to run for 1,000 – or uh, modern or whatever to run for 1,000 yards. He only had 2,400 yards pass in the year he did that. Dang. I mean, but th- uh, this game's changed a little bit. It's all offense, but I'm telling you, this Kyler Murray kid, he, he's, he's, his stature fools you. Yeah. He's very shifty. He throws a tight ball. People worried about like his hand size and arm strength. I ain't seeing it. No, nah, he's got a cannon. Oh, dude. Um, he's he's. I mean, he he's if, if Klingsbury or whatever his name, if, if he can get that, you know, get it together for the next couple of years and continue to build on it. I mean, they could have a really good team. Yeah, like, they, they, they they. I mean, defensively, they're not great. They're not horrible. I mean, we coming into the season, I thought they could ruin someone's day, and now here we go for the fourth time in NFL history. All four teams in the division over 500 after seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that of that division, mm. we're going to get – I just want to jump in some divisions real fast, mm-hmm. like real lightning fast if we can. Um, that NFC West is legit. Oh, like it's the best. top it's, to bottom. It's, it's the best. The Niners league. have rebounded amazingly. Yep. Um, with all the injuries that they suffered at the beginning of the season, they're looking like at least a, a very solid playoff team. You've got the Cardinals who can ruin anybody's day on any given they're Sunday. They're five and two. Yeah, I mean they they are very. I mean they. If they don't turn the ball over, they they they're they're dangerous. That's they, what they are. They're dangerous. They're a very talented football team. Oh yes, very. Um, and then you've got you've still got the Seahawks in there. I mean, that division is. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, they're all every team in it is. If you always forget about the Rams, I do always forget about the Rams, and they oh. played a good game against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. That oh was man, a, they, they yeah. <laughs> just when you think the Bears might be something, they just have they just totally lay an egg. Yeah. They look inept. Their only touchdown was a defense was a fumble return. Yeah. And, so, and and I mean honestly though, but this is this Bears team reminds me more of the Erlacher um you know, Rex Grossman type Bears where you yeah, know they our, got to a Super Bowl. Well, the the defense ain't that damn good. Um, yeah. Seriously, you ain't got Lovey over there and Erlacher and Peanut over there like doing it. Like it's 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 not that good. Mac is really good, 
But yeah. it, the pieces around aren't quite as good. Like you it's see, what I'm saying, a bunch of guys. Yeah, it's macking a bunch of guys. Whereas Erlacher had two or three other positions. Well, guys I mean, that, that really Tampa good. two was they made you earn everything. They, it was just, it, it's just different. But it's what different. I mean though is, is whereas you know you you had a good quarterback, not great. You know what I'm saying? Built on the defense, they're kind of built that way. I, I don't, I didn't see that sustained in long term anyway. Packers are back in first place, which. Even though the Packers are annoying, and I won't get into that, they're annoying as far as that Bucks game. I'm still not happy about it. Mm-hmm. They are in first place in the division, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, AFC, AFC East. Mm-hmm. You've got Dolphins sitting at, I believe, four and two, three and three, three and three. Okay, three and three for the Dolphins. Um, the Bills are five and two, five and two, and then the Patriots are a humbling two and four. Yeah, but. Patriots. No one's the Jets at 0-7. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but the Patriots and Bills play each other this weekend. Yes, they do. I want you to pick your team, okay? Mm-hmm. If the Patriots win this game, obviously this would be huge. They'd be 3-4. and four. Now you'd have a game, a, a winning game, like a game that you won against the Bills. The Bills have three losses. Now they're tied, theoretically, with the Dolphins. If the Dolphins win this weekend, um, who you got? I'm taking the Patriots. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bills. Ooh. I they're listen, neither one of these teams are hitting a stride of any kind right now. Okay? So ooh. And I and I and I don't I don't I don't love the pick. Okay. I, I feel you. I mean I, I, I don't love I don't it. either. Like, but I, the thing is, is here's an they pulled Cam Newton last week. Yeah. You know when the last time Bill Belichick pulled a starting quarterback for NF play? When? Oh. Never. <laughs> He's never done that? Never. Has never done it. It's always been injuries. I, I mean, I also think that that was something. I mean, he was not playing well. Mm. But I also think the game was out of hand and there was no reason for him to be in there. Like, just like, you know, two weeks ago, Rodgers gets pulled out of the Buccaneers game in the fourth quarter because eventually there's no point in it. Either he's going to get hurt or there's nothing There's nothing to gain. Mm-hmm. So, and it also, Belichick psychologically, you know, Cam, you can come sit over here next to me. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying well, to say? I, like, oh, I don't think Cam was next to him. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like, th- this is a message. Like, mm-hmm. you come sit next to me, take this L, and and refocus yourself on this game, like, mm-hmm. for, on next week. Mm-hmm. I, I take the Patriots because historically, Belichick... After a loss, <laughs> and this is a must-win game for the Patriots. They cannot go to two and five. Yeah. Like two and five, and you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, this is a must-win game for them. I also think the Bills have not played well, like consistently. I won't say well. I just will say they haven't played consistently, especially on defense throughout the year. I think I think this this game is set up for the Patriots to win. It might be. It it, it could be. I just man. Right now. Give me listen, you gotta have a quarterback to win in this in this league. And right now, Josh Allen is by far and away out playing Cam Newton. It was not Josh Allen's fault. They they it was a close win against the Jets. He didn't he's not turning the ball over. Yeah. He's not making a whole also, huge bonehead mistakes besides for Tennessee game. But he didn't put that the was, ball in the end zone. Yeah. Huh? He didn't put the ball in the end zone. Okay, well neither did Cam Newton. And he had three I, picks. I'm not, I'm not saying in 98 Cam, yards. I didn't say Cam was outplaying him. 98 yards of passing. I didn't say Cam out, outplayed him. I was just pointing out. You said. And he, also, th- where's this Patriots defense guy? 
it was there the first few weeks. Now it's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they that couldn't. they that was a record blowout loss for the Patriots, and <clears throat> so I, listen. Like I said, I don't feel good about it. I'm gonna take the Bills right now. Quarterback play, and plus the Bills have to know how big this game is. If you're gonna beat the Patriots, it's now or never. Well, you're at it, home, it, yeah. Get it done. And you've got to put them out now. Oh, yeah. Like, if they, if the Patriots mess around and win this game. When your foot's on their throat, yeah. rip that head off, yeah. bud. If, Let's if go. You, if you don't win this game and the Patriots hang around, you're in a whole different situation. Now you got the Dolphins who think they're in the mix. You don't want anybody else to get confidence. Yeah. You just keep saying You know what pisses me off? What? We're not going to get to watch that game on Sunday. Yeah, you know what we're going to get to watch instead? The to Jets watch. and the Chiefs, Jets, which Chiefs. is a 19 and a half point. Yeah, I, mean, I, I that saw is, that. You, that is, you don't see that in the NFL like ever. I saw that. Unbelievable. I know, man. Reason, it's garbage. Reason, reasonality. It's yeah. terrible. All right, yeah. moving on. What a crock. Moving on. AFC <laughs> South. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Nobody saw the Steelers coming like this. I mean, well, the Steelers are in the North. Oh crap! I meant to say AFC North. My bad. I'm sorry. AFC North. Okay. <laughs> Nobody saw the Steelers coming like this, where mm-hmm. they would be undefeated after six games. Mm-hmm. The Ravens. It's Ravens Steelers this weekend. Mm-hmm. I haven't been excited about these two teams playing since Ray Ray was there. Mm-hmm. Like you used to get epic battles. The funny thing is, Roethlisberger was there for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just kind of ironic that he's the only person left. Um, but this game is huge for the Ravens. Like they, to, in my mind, they have to win this game. And I know that a loss would only, they don't have two losses. This is a massive win for, like, they have to win this game. If you can't beat an in-division rival and cement yourself in, as one of the top teams in the AFC, like, this is going to be a problem. Like, mentally, I will be worried about this team if they do not win this game. I'm just yeah. being honest. No, okay. Yeah. I've already got them kind of as... On the outside looking in, I've got Steelers in no order. Steelers, uh, Chiefs, Titans as your top three teams in the AFC. Okay. So I don't have the Ravens in there. To me, the Ravens have to win this game to be put into that class. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to see them show up in a big moment. uh, So my gut says, historically, prove it to me, Ravens. I'm picking the Steelers. Okay. I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay. Bye week last week. Extra week of preparation. You're at home. Force Ben Roethlisberger to beat you. That's what you have to do, and that and, the, and basically that's what the Steelers are gonna have to do with Lamar Jackson, because it's gonna it's gonna be real tough to run on that. I mean, you basically can't run on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Now, the one thing Baltimore has that most teams don't is like a legitimate quarterback run game. Yeah, an extra blocker could make the difference. And plus, listen, I know they want Lamar Jackson. To be to to be a a pocket passer, and he needs to improve with that. But when it comes down to it, if you got to roll the pocket and give him an option, you do it. You do it. I I want the Ravens to show up and show me something. Yeah. And I this is one of those circle games on the calendar. I mean, it really is. Especially now that the Ravens are six now. Right? Or I mean, the Steelers are six now. You've got to win this game. And, and this, I think they eke out one in a defensive slugfest. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, it, fantastic. It could be. I, I, I'll I say, it, I'll say this. Like you said, the quarterbacks are kind of in the same position to an extent, except for I trust Roethlisberger to kind of jump ahead, like he did last week, like using a little bit of savvy, being the veteran. You see what I'm saying? And I, 
I think the Steelers' defense is really going to give Lamar Jackson some problems. It, like, they I, might. I, I really do agree with that. But I do think it'll be a close game. Here, here, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me, okay, let me ask you this real fast. If we said the Titans came back and showed all kinds of heart, mm-hmm. and that was a, you know, quote-unquote good loss for them. It's quality loss. It's a quality yeah. loss. Yeah. If the Ravens do the same, do, is there such a thing for the Ravens as a quality loss given their history of losing big games with Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. I, well, I, man, I'm, I, I, I don't think so. Like, I, I genuinely think let, let, they have to win this game. They, they, they need to win the game for, for all sorts of reasons. Um, another, it'd be another AFC loss. You're two games down in the division. And Pittsburgh's got a game. You really, they need to win this game. But if they fight tooth and nail and lose and just like a last-second field goal or something, I'd feel a lot better about that than they did, than the loss to Kansas City. I mean, I, I understand. It shows me they, they got some fight in them. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. But here's another thing. Pittsburgh, the, the Tennessee's defense cannot get off field on third down. The Steelers were 13 of 18 on third down. Yeah. That's atrocious. The Ravens, you saw, I mean, we always go back to that Kansas City game because it was a debacle. They couldn't get off the field either. I j- I'm not saying I hope the Ravens win. I just want them to show something. Show that fight. I mean, the Ravens have been built on this type of thing. Hard-nosed football, let's go. Lamar Jackson... I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson's actually won 64% of his games when he'd been trailing at any point. Really? Did you know that? No. No, you didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't figure you did. Oh, my god. That's gosh. why I dive deep into this kind of stuff. That's why I, I get <laughs> mad when I forget my notes. What? So, <laughs> uh, because I, I remember some of these statistics, and I don't remember all of them. So, close game. I'll take the Ravens. Extra week preparation at home. And, and listen, the Steelers just got off this... Yeah, Another circle game. game. Yeah. I mean, it drained there, beat up. Yeah. So, let, I mean, I, I I, it's, gonna, it's it, not going to be a blowout. The recipe so. for the Ravens is there. Like, mm-hmm. you had the extra bye week. The Steelers just got out of a slugfest. You so, have no excuse. Yeah, and the None. Steelers are, haven't had a loss yet. You could be the one to hand it to them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, I'm picking the Steelers, but I say this 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 needs to be a win for the Ravens oh, if absolutely. you want to be taken seriously. Well, I mean, it just overall, playoff scenarios and division it, it, it is a must win basically. yeah and then you would basically have you know four teams in the afc with all with one loss and mm-hmm. all with wins or losses against each other yeah and qual- yeah yeah so yeah, it yeah. was so it would be interesting well, i guess very. except for the chiefs chiefs lost the raiders anyway um last game I, I wanted to highlight for this weekend by the way how can they not flex that raven steelers game into prime time like that 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 is Un, that's unfathomable. Like that has to be flexed into a Sunday night game. Anyway, that's all I want to say about that. Moving on. You mean you don't want to watch Dallas and Philly? Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> the the Sunday night game is Dallas and Philly, and I think the the Monday night game is Giants Buccaneers. It like, is. My gosh, man. Well, listen. The, the, it's the, like they don't care. The, the Monday night thing is is but they just flexed out of the Sunday night game last week because yeah. they didn't know if the Raiders are going to be playing. Well, damn. Nobody wants to watch the Cowboys and the Eagles play and who sucks less. Yeah, seriously. I mean, ah. All right, moving on. The last game I wanted to highlight, Niners-Seahawks. This is a a huge battle for the – I mean, this is a division game, obviously. Um, And and this division, we just talked about it, being extremely competitive. Everybody's really close. 
Um, this would be a huge win for the Niners. I don't know if they can pull it out, but I will say, I mean, this this would put them right back, you know, like as far as we're we're still here and we're a force to be reckoned with. If they can go and beat the Steelers, I mean, beat the Seahawks. Um, man, after what they did to the Patriots, I I got to pick Niners, man. I hate that team, but I got to pick Niners. Who you got? Mm-mm-mm. And these games have been great the last three years. They, 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 they really have. They really have. Um, Usually comes out of the final play. Yeah. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Okay. Russell Wilson. Listen, if, if Russell Wilson, he didn't – three interceptions is bad. That's that's not good. They're asking him to do everything, and he, and he keeps doing it. Mo- motivated. I Listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Shanahan doesn't trust the guy in crunch time. And that's an issue. That's a huge freaking issue. Because yeah. if it's a close game, what's he going to do then? You going to trust Jimmy Garoppolo in a close game? I I don't. Do you? I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think that you can win a Super Bowl if you don't trust your quarterback in a clutch game. Like, I, I and, I'm just, and I'm just being honest. Like, you mm-hmm. can... I mean, we we were talking talk about this with another night with a Niners fan the other day, and he said, you know, that's the problem with with Jimmy G anyway is that, you know, last year's Saints game he can't miss. Now he's obviously throwing the kittle a ton, so that helps, but you know he can't miss. He's locked in. He has a great game. Then there's other games where you're just like make normal like good throws, and he he doesn't look like he can do it. And so, I, I mean. I don't know, man. The system is set up for Jimmy G to succeed. It, I mean, so I think that's what would annoy me if I was Shanahan. But until they get that worked out, I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl. Like, he's got it. I mean, even, crap, the the Cowboys of the 90s trusted Troy Aikman in the clutch if they had to. Like, it was like, well, Troy, Troy can get you down the field. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, anyway, I, I take the Niners in this game. Um, Garoppolo still didn't play a great game last week. He, he's, he, he had five incompletions, but he threw two picks. He's not a great quarterback. Yeah. Like, he, he's he he's a game manager, you know, above an above-average game manager. Like, to me, I, I mean, he's almost like a lesser Alex Smith, barely. Like, yeah. that's how I feel about less him. Less athletic. I mean, less athletic. There you go. Yeah. I mean, but even Alex Smith could make – Alex Smith just didn't like going downfield, but he could make every short-range throw mm-hmm. you needed. I, I don't know. That's, the football that's, was accurate, yeah. I, I'm just saying. That's, yeah, listen, Seattle's at home. I don't see Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I think they're going to have a lot of issues in the playoffs and everything else. I don't see him dropping two in a row. Uh, the Niners beat up on a on a Patriots team that's struggling. And looked bewildered. With, I yeah. mean, they, they just looked out totally outmatched. That, that Niners defense isn't as bad as everyone thinks it is. Uh, but against a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you're going to miss a guy like Nick Bosa. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, I'll take I, – I will take the Seahawks in another close, hard-fought game. Yeah, which also should be in, should be in prime time. 
Like, like one of those games that, like, but we just noticed. Well, I mean, like, it's, just, it's like it's like either, on Fox. But either we're, one, we're, one, one of them should Saints be Bears. the prime game. One so. of them should be the prime game. That's all I'm saying. That's ridiculous. Yeah, how to flex those, flex those in the Sunday night and Monday night. Yeah. Uh, well, even if you can't flex Monday, one of those games yeah. should be the Sunday night game. Oh, that'd like, be Ravens Steelers. You, you have sorry. the flex for a reason. Yeah, that'd be Ravens Steelers. But anyway, Cowboys. The only reason that the Cowboys and Eagles aren't getting moved is because everyone watches the Cowboys. And it's a train wreck, and you can't take your I, eyes well, off. Well, I mean, of yeah, I mean. They are the most fans in the country, and when they're good, they're watching, and when when they suck, they're still watching. Everybody else is watching because they want to watch them lose. Yeah. Well, Kiger, I think that's all I got as far as the NFL. You got anything else? Mm. Oh, we we don't want to talk about about Jerry Jones. I mean, he, I, he, I don't. He got. I don't feel like. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear about that? Yeah. I, I mean, he got. Well, shut up and let me answer the question. I mean, he's. It is what it is. Like, if you build a house of cards that you have to stand under, and then when they fall, and you have to pick up the pieces, it's... it's Jerry Jones is almost exactly like George Steinbrenner in the 80s. Like, in early 90s, before he finally had to relinquish control of baseball decisions to baseball people. And that team lost... All the time, no matter what he did, like no matter how much money he spent, no matter what he did, they would lose all the time. And it's the same thing for Jerry until he genuinely gets out of his own way and hires a real general manager and someone to really run the team and make the personnel decisions and do what needs to be done. They will never win anything. Period. The coaches he's had that have been successful are all big personality and clap back at him, and then like it. You're gonna listen. Jerry Jones is a, an extremely successful businessman. Yeah, he he bought that that the Cowboys are the most uh, are worth the most money out of any professional sports franchise in the world. But he, it's like he he knows he made a mistake with his coaching staff, and he's just embarrassed about it, and doesn't want to do anything about it because. I, I don't think it's that he doesn't want to do anything. I think it's honestly that he doesn't he doesn't want to acknowledge the mistake. There's oh, a no, difference. he doesn't want to. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, want to. Yeah, he would I think he would gladly fire anybody at the end of the season if he thought that were the solution, but he's also got to admit that it was wrong. He's not going to do that in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, it like, be much good right now. Like well, I mean, you could win a division, but you're But not like gonna... you said, the ones that are most successful are the ones that clap back at him. You know, the years that he's done, like the last team that he actually came pretty decently close with was the, you know, the Romo injury Dak Prescott team that he took over, and they were built on a great offensive line, and that was because he let his football people run the draft for like two years and get him a good team, and then he wanted to take over and make all the decisions because he thought they were about to win. I mean, the, the last three, four, five years, the Cowboys have really drafted really well. But then it's just like this year in the first round. Why? Listen, C.D. Lamb is a fantastic receiver, but you did not need, you need a receiver. That. You didn't need that. You didn't need it. Now, you got, you got your center retired. Lyle Collins is out for the season. Tyrone Smith is gone, and, and Zach Martin will be back uh, off IR in a few weeks. I mean, you listen, the Cowboys got all this talent and they have no depth. They, they, they were one injury away from, from like, totally tanking, even before, even, like, last season. They have no depth, like, anywhere. Well, but that, but that's my point, though, too, yeah. is that, you know, those drafts that they did well, he let people, people, mm. football people make decisions. He was a draft Johnny Manziel. I was just about son, to say that. And like, his son talked him out of and it. And he had to beg him out of it. Like, Dad, please don't screw this up. I like, mean, you yeah. cannot do this. No. So, 
it is what it is, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I thought they would still muscle their way through the division with because the division's so bad. Mm. But now, I really, I don't know, and I mean, frankly, I don't care. I, I hope the Eagles pull it off just so we I don't think, have I to think talk. they will. Just so that, you know, honestly, we don't have to talk about the Cowboys in the regular season. And then at the end of the season, we get the glorious soap opera that is what are the what is Jerry Jones going to do to try to fix this? Because I will laugh my ass off then. Oh yeah. So, anyway, I mean, Jerry Jones is ridiculous. I thought it was funny. I mean, it it is funny. It's comical. It's just it's annoying. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's it's annoying. Like he builds this this deal, and then he always tries to, and then he gets mad about it when it doesn't work. But he doesn't let like he's, he's you're not a football guy when he had the interview yeah. and they asked if you had a different guy at GM would yeah. you have fired him and he said yes it's like that's all then go hire one yeah it's just like the Texans what is it what is it with the state of Texas and these professional football teams hire a frick, hire a GM hire a coach that knows what they're doing well and, and see how it works well and look at magic Johnson okay he's an owner <laughs> he's, an, he's a part owner of the Lakers. He's a part owner of the Dodgers. He's a part owner of the Sparks. He was talking last night. He's like, huh, you know, I got five championship rings as a player, five NBA championship rings as an owner. I got one NBA, WNBA ring. He said, and then now I got a Dodgers World Series, World Series ring. You still get the damn ring no matter if you make the decisions or not. But the ego, he wants to be <laughs> – He listen – that he, he the best th- the worst thing decision he ever made was running Jimmy Johnson yeah. out of Dallas. That yeah. was the worst thing he ever yeah. did. They could have kept winning together. They could have. They, they probably, God knows how many Super Bowls. Yeah, they I honestly won. think they probably would have won three in a row, lost the next one, and got one more just for good measure. I yeah, really believe they that. might have. But anyway, but we'll never know because ego, ego's getting the way. Anyway, well, we'll see you guys next week. Be sure to check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Facebook page, uh, and tell your friends, Geiger. <laughs> we'll Roll see, Tide. We'll see you guys next week.